Hello and welcome to Bringing Education Home. I'm Herb. And I'm Christina. Together we are sharing ideas that we believe will help families grow stronger, healthier, and happily. More happy inside and outside the box. If you like the show, be sure to follow Christina on Facebook. And please really leave us a review or a like on your favorite podcast platform. Apologies for the miscommunication. We have been going nonstop at this wonderful event called Potapalooza, and we just met a new great friend, Miss Vera Thomas, and we're going to let her tell us a little bit more about her, and then we'll continue a wonderful conversation that we have been having. Vera, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. My name is Vera Thomas. I am a certified coach and author, 2022 time bestselling author. I am a trainer and a speaker, and I have a podcast as well. And I'm just excited to be here. My focus is to work with parents and their children. Wonderful. And I'm also a poet. Uh, there we go. Yes. Oh, wow. So we were just able to be on Vera's podcast a few minutes ago because of this wonderful event called Potapalooza. And so now we get to ask her the hard questions that she was asking us earlier. Actually, first of all, Vera, what was your inspiration? Why did you decide to go down this path of working with parents? Because I grew up with no confidence, no self-esteem. I grew up being told things like, you're stupid, you're dumb, you're fat, you're ugly, you're nothing, you'll never be anything. And I was told those things by adults. And so I started working. And for a long time, I didn't know what my purpose or my passion was. And I remember crying and asking God, what is my purpose? Why was I born? And then finally, I, I recognized that my one of my purposes is to help parents and their kids. I don't want any child to ever grow up feeling like I felt when I was told those things. Wow, that is a, quite a story. And wow, you saw Herb and I were both like, oh my gosh, to have parents and people, adults tell a child that is a very, very hard thing. And then, you know, that makes sense why you want to coach parents and help parents. We are also coaching and helping parents to maybe get through some of that and create yes. a better generation and help our kids yes. have better learning opportunities. Yeah. yeah. Now, I do want to say my mother, she was my saving grace. She was very supportive, very encouraging, very nurturing. Um, a lot of what I experienced, actually, it was my um, stepfather that oftentimes would say some things that were kind of harsh. Yeah. And, it, you know, in our world right now, we have a lot of those blended families, mixed families. We have, you know, the co-parent or the step-parent. And sometimes that does make it difficult on the kids. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, wow. So, one of the, well, tell us a a, one or two of the things that you help parents with specifically what do you kind of coach them on kind of help them yeah so what are you doing right now what is your yeah. focus what, okay. are, what how are you helping what is it that you actually do right okay. now okay well i actually started my work with children and i developed several programs that were in the school systems one was is an anti-bullying program called using my power one is a self-esteem and confidence building program called My Greatness. One is a poetry and writing program that's called Poetry and My Vision, where kids can write short, short stories, songs, poems, raps, and they also are taught presentation skills and vision boards. And then I have an all-school assembly called I Believe in Me. 
What I was finding is that I'm doing these eight week programs with these kids and they're going home and coming back and telling me their experiences at home. And I'm thinking, oh no, that's not right. So I then developed programs for parents called Instilling Greatness to Myself and My Children. One of the things that I do is talk about misconceived behaviors that parents bring into parenting as a result of their own unresolved issues, their own baggage. And no, with, I hear that word, but can you give me a, an, a, an example or two of a, of a behavior? Yes, I can. I can give you several. Okay, but one, awesome. So give, give us an example is, of what, what they are. Okay, one, and before I do though, I want to be clear that we need to not only look at what the behavior is, mm -hmm. but the cause of the behavior, the indications of those behaviors, the impact of those behaviors, and then how do we resolve those beha behaviors? Absolutely. So one of them, and I use myself as an example, after my marriage, and you know it was an abusive marriage, so I was a bitter person, needless to say. And I remember one day a friend of mine came to the house. My son was, he was just a, you know, I, I left my ex-husband when my son was like six months old. So he was still an infant. And this girl came over to my house and I'm in my bitter mode, right? And she said, and so we're talking and I said, well, if it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for them, my life wouldn't be this way. Right. And she looked at me and said, no, Vera, if it wasn't for you and the choices that you've made, your life wouldn't be this way. And of course, then I got defensive, which is another one of those misconceived behaviors. Okay. But then I had to think about it. Mm -hmm. And she was right. We, ex we need to be able to accept responsibility yeah. for our choices mm -hmm. and our decisions. Yep. So one of those misconceived behaviors is the blame game. Okay. Now, once I learned, I mean, and... Uh, you never want anybody to tell you you're, you're wrong or you're doing something that's not right, right. You know, but once I learned that I had to accept responsibility, how am I going to teach my son to accept responsibility if he doesn't see me doing it? Yep, exactly. And let's face it. We have a lot of adults that want to blame everything on everybody except accepting responsibility for themselves. They are all over the news right now, Jim. Dreaming like man, I, I completely agree. Yes, yes. Uh, but but yeah, even even bringing it you know closer to home, uh, some of those some of those activities are are a result of because uh, you know we talked about it earlier. We're, we're Gen Xers and we're we're like the forgotten generation. There's all sorts of memes on us right now where we're the first latchkey kids. We're the first generation where both of our parents went out to work mm -hmm. and we stayed home and, and learned how to deal. We're rough and tumble. We played, we fought, we had our friends and we fought with them and we still were friends. It's mm -hmm. like, we're, we're a different kind of a breed. And so when we had our children, we tried to raise them the same way we were, but better. And right. we all, and we took away some of their responsibility while making them safer. And so, you know, part of what's going on right now is definitely the progression of moving away from a centralized family. And so yeah. bringing that centralized family back so that we can generationally start holding on to traditions, 
you know um i i recently was listening to a podcast with with jordan peterson and he was talking with um several other people on the book of exodus and they got into the they got into the rod of of um Abraham? No, the 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 staff of wow, the guy for Exodus, Moses, Moses, Moses the staff. Yeah. Right. They were talking about how when they start talking about the staff, the rod, it's the rod of tradition, it's the rod of keeping everything, um, the traditions alive, so that you can hold a society. And when that was happening, what happens in my strange mind is I went to the spare the rod, spoil the children. And how so many people used that as a reason to beat their kids. Yes. What that is, is if you take the tradition away, if you take the morality away, if you take the history away from the kids, they're going to be spoiled. Not like I'm a spoiled kid. I'm rich. I get whatever I want. But like rotten, like they don't have. A right. Except, respond, you know, giving them responsibility. And yeah. so what we're doing is we're trying to put that back. Yeah. What you're doing yes. is trying to put, put that, that back. back to bring the rod back to the tradition back. So yes. we no longer spoil. So we don't keep spoiling our children. Yes. And one of the things that the way that we do that is by giving our children responsibilities even at an early age. Yes. You know, my son started vacuuming when he was four years old. He started helping me in the kitchen when he was nine. Huh. He started doing his own laundry when he was in middle school because he didn't like the way I did it. So, so it's like, okay, you don't like the way I'm doing your laundry? No problem. You can do it yourself. And so, so, and teach. And so, you know, now he cooks, he cleans, he does laundry, he does all those kinds of things that traditionally boys are not taught to do. And, but not as nobody's taught to do that <laughs> right now, nobody. right now, nobody's taught to do that. People, get out, they get married, they have a home and they eat out all the time and they never clean their house because they've never been taught how. Wow. That's so very true. That's very true. So now my son knows how to do all those things. And a lot of times people take advantage of that, especially women. <laughs> they tend to take advantage of that um, because he, he does it and it just comes natural for him. But if I hadn't taught him those things at an early age, how would he know? Right. And so and so when you talk about sparing the rod, you know, I hitting and beating on my son was just not it was not something that I wanted to do or chose to do. And that is not what spare the rod means. Not and a... it is not what it means. No, it's not. It's teaching them and leading them and guiding them. And I used to use scripture a lot, you know, with them. It's like, because um, there's a scripture that says, a wise man follows the counsel of, um, follows the instructions of counsel. Right. A fool goes his own way. Right. And I never called my son a fool, but I, I, said, <laughs> I, I but, totally am. I have to be. That's part of my personality. But I, yeah. I am a fool. I'm on the fool's journey. You go the, whole, the whole nine yards. It's it's me. <sighs> you know, well, he, he kind of went his own way, too. But I wanted him to be clear. You know, sometimes we have to listen to the instructions of people that have gone the path already that have walked where you're trying to go. You know, but if you choose not to, that's on you. It's about your choice. Yeah. And therefore, there are consequences yes. for the choices that you make. Yes. Yeah. 
And that's what we as parents, that's what we have to do. Exactly. You know, that's our job to help lead them and guide them um, and to also allow them to experience and to focus on on their strengths and their talents. And, And, you know, so many times I think about college students, and I know we had talked about colleges earlier, but I think about the fact that 85, close to 90% of people that graduate from college never work in the field of their discipline. Correct. Yeah. And that's because oftentimes they're doing it either because their parents said, this is what you should do, or everybody in the family has done that, or I don't know, I just thought that's what I wanted to do. And so, but if you, if parents would begin to look at the talents, the gifts yep. and the, the things that their children are gravitating towards at an early age, yes, yeah, that is so important. Okay. They're really answer. focused on what they want, on how to learn and the love of learning. Then a lot of these kids won't even need to experience the debt of college they because they'll have their path in life they'll be able to yes the the information they need to follow their course in life without having to dump hundreds of thousands of dollars yes and how many people do you know that say things like well i knew when i was four years old that this is what i wanted to do i knew okay you her okay wanted to be a teacher you know what? And so what I'm saying, I can't tell you how many people I have met mm-hmm. who are working and walking in their dream that they had as a child. Right. And in most easy. cases, and in most cases, parents were helping to nurture that yeah. and foster that and, and build on that. Yeah. You know, and when parents do that with their children, then we will have happier we will have children that are more confident and more self full of self-esteem because they're being led into the areas, the gifts that God gave them. Exactly. Yes. You know, I mean, that's already in us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, everything you're talking about, it matches up so well with what we do with Vibrant Family, right? Vibrant Family Education is all about this whole child being taught and nurtured and grown into the person that they really can be. But also not only just the academics, but those life skills. Yes. So if we are bringing education home or educating at home, as we like to call it, then guess what? Part of the curriculum is cooking and cleaning and working on the car or whatever. But it also allows our students to follow their passions, follow what they think they want to do and find out yes. if they're not. So then we yes. are using a whole bunch of money on college for something that isn't a good fit because they yes. experiences ahead of time. So yes. the decision. Yes. If yes. a child says, I want to be a doctor, then expose them to a doctor. Exactly. Let them shadow a doctor. Yep. If a child says they want to be a cook, then let them cook it with you. Yes. You know if you know, if a child, whatever a child tells you they want to do, then make the provide a vehicle so that they can experience that, so that they have some idea as to whether or not this is really what I want to do. Right. I know when my son was four years old. Hands. There's so many opportunities Jeez. in the trades. You know, yes. necessarily be the right thing. So you might have a kid that doesn't learn so well with books, 
But when you, but he works you, well you with his, his hands, apart, you know, you build a yes. and then suddenly he is a master carpenter. He's an amazing, yes. he's a fabulous electrician and making way more money in a life that is way more suited to who he is, yes. forcing yes. his way through college, being in yes. working at Starbucks. Yes. Yeah. And so parents, when you have a child that's taking things apart, <laughs> don't get mad at them. Right? Give them stuff to take apart and then start. Give them them to yes, exactly. Together. My exactly. dad used to think I broke everything, right? Because man, <laughs> there, I, I, he, my dad was a master at fixing stuff. So stuff broke. He taught me how to fix it. I would take it apart. I would fix it. I would take when it no longer became able to be take put back together. Is like okay, this part is broken. I don't have a way to fix that part anymore. That's when it would stay broken. So my dad would see stuff taken apart and think. Oh, you just break it. And it's like, Earth no, I fixed it again. like 10 times and I can't <laughs> fix it anymore. And that's something he taught me. And so, you know, so those kind of, those kind of things, just those little family values, yes. but you got to be home to be able to do that. You got to care about your kids. You got to want to be involved yeah. yes. right yes. now with the way school is and the way they're separating the parents and changing the words and 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 changing the culture between the parents and the children again that's why that's why it's so important to to really it is. and when you consider the second cause of death for 10 year olds to 34 year olds is suicide Easy. parents have got to be more engaged in their children's lives yes and what better way to do it than through the educational system at home that's what we thought yep that's what we thought <laughs> Vera, this has been a delight. We are on a shortened time frame because of Potapalooza, but we were so excited to have you come and join us and share more about you and what you do and your passion. And I can just tell by the way you talk that kids, family oh. are your passion. It's your heart out there. So thank you for sharing that passion. Before we go, make sure our audience knows how to get a hold of you so they can work with you if that is a good fit for them. They can reach me at bit.ly forward slash Vera Thomas. And you'll catch, you can get, you can set up a time to meet with me one-on-one. -on -one. You can see my podcast. You can, all my social media, all that stuff is there. Perfect. So bit.ly Vera Thomas. And I highly recommend you check her out. And if not this time, you'll get more opportunities because she's amazing. We're going to do longer podcasts with her. We're going to do stuff with her. So she's going to be around for a while. She will be back. So thank, thank you, you so much for being here, Vera. This thank time you. We will be seeing you again. Yes, I'm excited about that. Thank you so much. God bless. And for our audience, make sure that you are paying attention to all these little nuggets, all these little pieces of gold that have been dropped throughout this whole podcast and make sure that you share and grow and develop your family. Until next time, we will see you later. Bye for now. Bye-bye.